welcome back, welcome back to the MomCast. It's your host, Mary, also known as Yen. You know who this is, and welcome back, you guys. And I'm back as well. I'm sorry, I've taken a really long absence. Um, life has happened, the world is happening, time is flying without even me noticing it, and I'm really sorry. I'm back with some content and some wisdom. Um, I'm whispering, so please don't mind the whispering. Um, it, it's nighttime where I am, and you know, mom's gotta do what she's gotta do to keep this podcast going. And I did not actively choose to be absent for this long, but I'm back. So, before I took a leave of absence, okay, not on purpose, but before I did, I had a few things in mind that I thought a lot of us would really relate to. And one of them that really stuck out were the things like the changes that would happen, or that did happen, sorry, after I became a mom. Alright, so I feel like I've narrowed it down to five top things. And again, please don't mind my whispering because it's really, really late. No, well, okay, I'm lying. It's not really late, but like it's pretty late. Moving on. Um, I hope everybody's been doing okay and being safe. Your girl got COVID one time. It was not fun, but I survived, thank God, for the vaccine. And if you're anti-vax, I'm sorry, but I mean, I, I feel like that's what kept me going. But anyways, moving on. So there's a lot of things I could really be getting into, to be honest. It could be a really long list and a really short list, but I think five, five, I feel like five is okay. Um, so top, top, top thing was parenting, of course. Um, that is a very obvious one. So growing up, I always thought um, my parents were the blueprint of parenting because where else would I look, you know? But um, like many millennials, yes, I'm a millennial. I am a victim of boomer parenting. Hey, yes, I am part of that club. And if you are, I'm going to give you a high five digitally or audioly, whatever. <laughs> Yes. So I mentioned this before, um, like in my past episodes, that I always made mental notes as a kid that I promised I would never do as a mom or as a parent or whatever. And or at least I would um, try not to like actively make sure not to do it, you know. Um, so because of that, it kind of made me really aware of what I say and how I treat my son and um, what he sees. Because, you know, I, I want to be a good role model as well. So, you know, you, you kind of have to put everything into consideration when you're, when you're thinking about these things. Um, and, yeah, so I used to think my parents were the blueprint or they were the best. I mean, they were great. Of course, they did what they could do the best that they could do to give um our family the the best they could give and now like thinking back i never realized um that they were just also learning like as they were going through like being a parent and stuff just exactly like i am 
And because of me being a parent, well, this sounds so sappy, <laughs> but it is the truth. Um, I have gained a certain compassion for my parents, especially now that I'm a mom myself and a mom to a four-year-old, you know, I'm, I'm way past the newborn and I'm kind of transitioning, starting to transition out of the toddler phase, um, which is wild, by the way. Um, this, this is not what I expected. So again, you kind of learn as you go. So I'm, I'm just thinking like, oh, it must not have been easy for them either, considering how they were raised as well. You know, you gotta think of all the factors that kind of go into how you're raised as well, because there's a lot of, there's a lot of factors that go into it. And, um, you know, I won't get like truly in the nitty gritty of this, but I do know almost everyone in our, in our generation, the millennial generation, has some form of trauma that they're trying to heal from and trying to connect while literally parenting um, their own kids. So like, it's all kind of like when you have a kid, all that trauma comes up because then you start to remember like, how come my parents did this and that and I don't know what and whatever. And it either forces you to face that trauma and see like like kind of heal it I guess um or you just kind of sweep it under the on like under the rug excuse me and keep keep it going um which I don't recommend by the way because uh either ways that kind of stuff will still come out of the woodwork at least later on um but I don't know. I, I, I had my full mental breakdown about it. I'm going to be real here. Of course, this is like a thing we do in the podcast. I was a mess. And when I laid it all out for myself, I helped myself by kind of just, um, letting myself rage and all that stuff. And, and then after the rage came, um, understanding and then the compassion came in and it's just like, it's, it's a lot it's a lot but it, it's one of the big changes like I said so another thing um that was major that changed for me was um friends you know this is kind of cheating because I've always I've always been like picky with like whoever I've become friends with anyways when I was growing up but something I quickly realized is that when my son was around other kids I thought um, as a parent, like I would never want my son to act up like um, like the naughty kids would. So I mean, okay, ask yourself this: Would you trust your kids with your friends, and would they be great role models for your kids? If the answer is yes, then yes, you got yourself some great friends. Congratulations! And if not, then I think you need to reevaluate who you are surrounding yourself with. Because if you don't trust your kids, kid, whatever, however many you have, then why would you expo expose yourself to them? Expose as in just be with them, create relationships with these people. You know what I mean? It's kind of mind-blowing because... Um, I read this somewhere as well and it kind of made me it made it really made me think twice because you never really realize how much um 
influence um, people around you have. I mean, like, yeah, they're fun and great to be around. And, like, I feel like there's depths of, like, a friendship. You can be surface level, which is fine, I guess. Um, and then you have, you know, mid and deep. You know what I mean? So I feel like that that was a major change. And within the topic of friends, when you go from childless to having one, you kind of start to see the others drop out of your life. Um, I don't mourn. I never did mourn um, friends that dropped out because, oh, now she's mom. She can't go here. She can't go there. Like, I will 100% choose my child and my family over hanging out with you in the middle of a week at 10 p.m. Like, really? But anyways, ooh, there's no shade there, but it did happen. There was no conflict, like, um, what, what do you call them? Oof. The word is, is, is not there, <laughs> but you, you guys know what I mean. So we're moving on um, to mental health. Um, so this is not something, um, I took very seriously until mm, maybe like way late in my twenties. I don't know. Is that, is that too late? I don't know. Um, so if you don't already know, your girl deals with anxiety and I laugh about it. Um, but it, it has its phases and right now I'm, I'm okay. Thank you. But, um, yeah, I do suffer with it. And, I mean, not every day, right, thankfully. But I do struggle struggle from it from time to time. And um, I'm Filipino, if you guys don't know. Um, but in the Filipino culture, mental health is not taken very seriously, at least when I was younger. I don't know about now. I, I don't ask around, but I feel like it's it's, it's changing a little bit. Um, it, it's, it's such a slow change, but I guess small change is better than no change, right? So, um, yeah, so I think this really stands true to my fellow third world people, because I know for a fact, it's not just for the Filipinos, it's a lot of us out there, because when you have depression, and let's say you try to share it with somebody, they just kind of think of it as you being sad or dramatic and you're just like you being anxious. It's just you being anxious basically is them t like they'll tell you, oh, you're just worrying too much. You should just stop. Like, wow, yes, anxiety gone. Like, that's just not how it works, you know. But um, after coming to terms with the fact that I do have a lot to deal with myself, I did make sure to make my son's mental health a priority as well. And, you know, I'm not perfect, um, but I do try my best to be aware and like just try to always make sure there's open communication with my with my son and like when he's um, like feeling things, I... I always try and validate that, you know, like, um, I, I have my moments where I, I'm not perfect, duh, but, um, 
when I do catch myself, I do correct myself and I, I always try and be, be better every day because, I mean, I know he's still very young and there's a lot, there's still way more to come, but I do have my eye on it and I think, I think I'm doing okay, I guess. <laughs> I, I, I'd like to think so. So, uh, the next one is, I think, is fears. So, okay, um, I've always encouraged my son to to be brave and like face his fears and stuff. And like you know, when he feels shy to talk to new friends or like you know new kids, um, I always we like we always tell him you know there's nothing to be shy about and like we always encourage him to just be strong in like certain situations. Like, um, when, when he is, when he's had a bad dream or when he's just a a little bit scared of the dark, you know, things like that. Um, with all this encouragement that we give our son, right? It's ironic because as a new parent, God, like, I think you gain like 10 times more fears because, um, you know, you, you stop doing things like go on a roller coaster, um, or like like dangerous things you know like uh i don't know like ride a quad bike maybe i don't don't know like things that literally could result in something not tragic but like you know something um so you're just not as daring as you used to be i mean i used to do some stuff man like was the most da- I think the most daring thing I did was like a couple of things was like oh, what is it called like paragliding like you jump from a cliff of a hill a mountain or whatever and you just I mean obviously there's a guy like a professional with me that he's tethered to me but I don't I don't know if I do that now and I'm glad I'm really glad I did it when I was like childless at the time but I don't think I do that now. So, yeah. I mean, there's not no point to this. I just, I just really thought it was interesting. You know, how we become more fearful once we have kids because I feel like we're fearful for them to get hurt. So I just, you know, it's not really connected to anything. I just think <laughs> we gain a lot of fears, and I've spoken enough. Uh, sorry, I've spoken to enough parents like who were my age where they also confirm <laughs> that they've gained a lot more fears, which is, like, weird. Because then now I'm like, oh, okay, it makes sense why my mom never wanted to, like, do anything daring. But I I, I would want to be that mom. Like, mom, let's go to ride roller coaster. <laughs> which technically I did, by the way, but it's not really a roller coaster, per se. Yeah. But, yeah. Let's move on. Um, so last but not least, it is, um, time. Yeah. So I've always had, um, a very vulnerable view on time. Like time is time and I'll just keep running, whatever, blah, 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 whatever. I never really looked at it in a, um, in a deeper sense until I became a mom because, okay, because, when I was pregnant, I was so like, oh my god, I was like, I want to give birth, I want to, like, I want my son out, like, 
and um because I, I was excited to see him and at the same time i was i was getting really uncomfortable towards the end all right i'm i'm a petite girl i'm i'm short um and you know you mom moms know this like towards the end of the third trimester you're just waddling and you just oh god like you just want to get it over with so yeah when my son was a newborn i couldn't wait for him to crawl and when when he started crawling i was like oh my god i couldn't i like i can't wait till he walked and it just kept going and you know now that he's a full-on kid like big a big kid is not even like a i don't are four-year-olds considered toddlers let me know but um now that he's going to school and everything literally all i want to do is turn back time um i always try to remind myself that my son will never be this small again and this is every day every day that you wake up and you look at your kids no matter what age they are just remember your kids will never be this small again oh my god isn't that sad but like cute at the same time i don't know but like yeah just made me think twice to really savor each moment and just live for today and not for tomorrow and i know that sounds so cliche but it's very much true you know and as we get older we do um value time a lot more um i've spoken to um, a lot of older parents well not older well yeah the they're older <laughs> because they have older kids i guess and usually what they say is they always say i wish they can well i they say i wish i can go back in time and savor my kids when they were little just one more time and that just says a lot because with everyday life everything is in like autopilot somehow and you kind of forget that your kids are growing and they're growing not just growing they're growing really fast and they're changing really fast and before you know it they're just full grown adults you know what i mean and i i have um like i dread it to be honest because i love i love my kid of course like every other mom does and he's four but i feel like i treat i still look at him like he's a year old two year old like he like he he knows how to do so many things on his own but i just like i like to hang on to the fact that he's still my baby you know what i mean so i would say the same to you especially if you have small babies and or toddlers and you know as hard as it is now like i i know how it is and it's a struggle you will wish one day that they're that small again one day and just you know you'll 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 want it again so try and savor it as much as you can i know how difficult it is and just give them a lot of hugs and kisses and take a lot of pictures and you know just love on them more so yeah you guys that's all i have um for today and 
if you guys are parents uh let me know what changed for you when you guys were parents oh, i mean sorry when you guys became parents um i'd really i'd really want to know thank you for listening and thank you for staying and that's it and i'll see you guys on the next one peace out